Longhorn Nation, Texas may be going home, but Rodney Terry is here to stay. You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On Longhorns, the show, Jonathan Davis, your host. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. On today's episode of Locked On Longhorns, pains me to say it, but Texas will not be advancing to the Final Four. They failed to Miami yesterday in the Elite Eight, 88-81, to so re-recap that game. But some good news, Horns 24-7 is reporting that Rodney Terry will be offered the full-time head coaching job at Texas and an announcement can come as soon as Tuesday. So really good news on that front, really good news for the long-term success of this Texas basketball program. And last but not least, 14 straight home games for the Texas baseball team, 14 straight wins, including a weekend sweep of the Texas Tech Red Raiders. We discuss all of that and more on today's episode of Locked on Longhorns, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So what's that saying they have? Don't don't cry because it's over. Smile because it's happened. That's my emotions right now for this Texas basketball team. I'm, I'm trying to find, uh, you know, some excitement and some joy. And I'm really just trying to spend this time to celebrate what this Texas basketball team was able to do this year. And I know, you know, when sometimes when you have expectations, expectations can kind of ruin everything, you know. And because the way the bracket fell and the way that this Texas team was starting to play, starting with that first Kansas game in the Moody Center before the Big 12 Conference Tournament, we started to feel like, oh, okay, well, this Texas team is very capable of making it to a Final Four or making it to the championship game. And the fact that they didn't makes it seem like a disappointment, right? The fact that they had a 13-point lead with less than 10 minutes to go in the Elite Eight and didn't make it to the Final Four feels like a disappointment. But if you take it back all the way to the summer, this was such a magical ride for this basketball team. Because over the summer, we felt like Chris Beard had built a really good culture at Texas. He had put together a really good collection of talent at Texas in terms of the roster. And he had put together an esteemed coaching staff led by Ronnie Terry as associate head coach under Chris Beard. We felt like not only this year, but really just moving forward, the Texas basketball team in this program was right back where they belonged. Right. We felt like we were primed for success that we hadn't seen in, you know, 15 to 20 years at the 40 acres under Chris Beard. And we thought this team would be really good, but we didn't know how good they could be until we saw them beat Gonzaga. And we saw the atmosphere in the Moody Center. And then three weeks later, we saw them beat Creighton. And we saw the atmosphere in the Moody Center. And we felt like, wow, this Texas basketball team could compete for a national championship this year with the mix of veteran experience they had and young freshman talent along with bringing in Tyree Center and Serge Barry Rice in the transfer portal. And then on December 12th, it felt like it all came crashing down when we got the news about Chris Beard. And we saw that night when Texas went to overtime against Rice, we just felt like this would be a different basketball team moving forward. We didn't know what to expect, not only for the rest of the season, but long-term. A lot of us just felt like, hey, just get to the offseason, get us a new coach, and we'll try to pick this thing back up and pick up where Chris Beard left off. But we felt like this season was a wash when that happened on December 12th we felt like we took a step back as a basketball program when that situation happened. And what happened from that moment is this team locked in and they dedicated themselves more than ever. And they really became a family. They were already a family. 
but losing one of their biggest family members brought them even closer together. And what happened after that is this Texas basketball team got better and better every game. And to the point to where it got to that second Kansas game, the first one in the Moody Center before the Big 12 Conference Tournament, you started to see a team that was hitting on all cylinders offensively and defensively and looked like one of the best teams in the country. And the emotional roller coaster we went on with this Texas basketball team, starting from the beginning of the season to where we are now, is why we rooted for them so hard and why we felt so much for them. There was an emotional connection between the fans and this team. There was an emotional connection between the fans and Rodney Terry. And you just felt like this team deserved to play 40 more minutes. So it hurt to watch the way that it unfolded yesterday. It hurt to see Serge Barry Rice's last game in a Texas uniform in like that. Marcus Carr's last game in a Texas uniform in like that. Timmy Allen's last game in a Texas uniform in like that. And I know we're disappointed and I know we felt like this Texas team should have made it to the final four, but we have to stop and celebrate what happened and, and, and just really appreciate how magical of a run this year was for this Texas basketball team. And I know people say people don't remember elite eight teams, right? They remember final four teams and teams that made it to the championship, but I think you'll be hard pressed to find a Texas fan that won't remember this Texas basketball team for the remainder of their lives. Because like I said, there was just such an emotional connection to this team and the resilience they showed all year, especially since December 12th. Now let's get to the game yesterday, right? I just wanted to give that soliloquy in terms of talking about the Texas basketball team. I thought that, you know, it can be very cliche. And Ronnie Terry always says you have to work the game for 40 minutes, especially in the tournament. You can't give up four minutes. You can't give up six minutes. You can't give up seven minutes in the tournament and expect to win. And I thought what happened yesterday was Texas worked the game for about 31 to 32 minutes and Miami was the better team the last seven to eight minutes. And that's why they're moving on to the final four. I know that there was a lot of talk about the officials. There was a lot of talk about the officials last year when we played Purdue and I didn't bring it up at all. I do not like to talk about the officiating because it's a 40 minute game and so much happens. You know, we only focus on calls at the end, but so much happens throughout the game. But I did think there were some questionable calls. Obviously, the call against Brock Cunningham, I didn't have a problem with them making that call if it was the original call on the floor. But I thought that that was not enough there. There definitely was not enough there to go look at that and say that not only was it not a foul on Miami, but we're going to change it to a foul on Brock and give Miami two free throws. I think whatever you decided there was going to piss some people off because it was a tie game and either Brock Cunningham was going to get the two free throws or the dude from Miami was going to get him. But I just didn't think there was enough there to change that call after looking at it on review because Brock Cunningham is just trying to block. He's just trying to box out, right? His intent wasn't to undercut the player. They changed the call and gave Miami two free throws. You kind of felt like that changed the game right there. So I did not like that call. There was a call where Jordan Miller traveled. They didn't call it and instead called a foul on Timmy Allen. There were a few times where Jordan Miller drove to the basket and literally extended his arm, pushing uh, Timmy Allen into the ground, and they called the foul on Timmy Allen. So, you know, although I thought Miami out-executed Texas for the last seven to eight minutes, they made some really tough shots, and it's a really good basketball team. There were some questionable calls that I cannot be mad at Texas fans for having a gripe about. But ultimately, when you look at Miami, they just made some tough shots and they stuck to their game plan. Texas was limiting them on the three point line. They were giving them one on ones in the paint and they did a good job of continuing to get to the paint and making those shots. And in the first half, even though Texas was up eight, Miami was shooting 61 percent from the floor. So you always felt like if Texas had a low or Texas couldn't consistently get a good shot every possession, Miami would be able to catch up. And that's what continued to happen. They continued to shoot 60% from the floor in the second half. Texas just could not 
impose their will on them defensively like they had done for the last seven games. And Miami started to, you know, get better shots in the second half, even though they were getting good shots in the first half. And they started to make them. And, of course, they made, I think, 25 free throws in the second half. Didn't make a field goal in the last four minutes, but it just really didn't matter. I think Texas was in the double bonus with about 10 minutes left. And, you know, Miami just took advantage of that. And this Texas basketball team, you know, Marcus Carr got hurt. I'm sure he wasn't 100%, but, you know, with him being his possible last game, he was going to stay out there no matter what. Timmy Allen had some, you know, really uncharacteristic turnovers at the end of the game. And, you know, it just came crashing down while, while Texas was – not executing Miami was executing on all cylinders and it just got to the point to where you had to play the foul game and you knew especially the way that they were making their free throws that you know Miami was going to win the game so uh it's a really tough Miami team a really good basketball team I did feel like you know Texas was up 13 and they should have pulled it out uh but you know when Marcus Carr got hurt and you know Miami started to punch back as we saw all season we're used to Texas responding and they just didn't you know And, and and like Rodney Terry says when you get to this point, you have to work the game for 40 minutes and Texas did not work the game for 40 minutes. And Miami hung around long enough to be able to work the game for the last seven to eight minutes and advance to the final four. So all the credit goes to a really good Miami team. Like I said, there were some questionable calls, but one thing I don't want to do is take credit away from a basketball team that went out there and played a really good 40 minutes. You know, they can't control what gets called. They played aggressive and the referees rewarded them for it. And I want to give credit to a really good Texas basketball team this year that did not reach their goals. I know they felt they were capable of winning a Final Four, getting to the national championship game, but this was a very magical season, and I feel like they set the foundation for some really good Texas basketball moving forward. A quick word from FanDuel, and then we're going to talk about Rodney Terry getting the job and what this means for this Texas basketball team. The tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet of up to one thousand dollars that's up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win just go to fanduel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no sweat first bet then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net all on an app that's safe secure and super easy to use so don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet of up to one thousand dollars when you join fanduel today just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up make every moment more with fanduel so I'll say it's been so long since Texas got this far in the tournament that I didn't know how I would react if Texas lost in this tournament, right? And now the Final Four is across the street from my house. And I don't even know if I want to watch any of the games. Now, the slate isn't great when you got San Diego State and FAU playing to get to a national championship game. I mean, the slate isn't great regardless, but I'm hurt, man. I don't want to see any basketball right now, especially college basketball. With Texas not in it, man. A disappointing loss, but like I said, a, a great season nonetheless for the Longhorns. And if there were Texas fans that were down, if there were Texas fans that were hurt after the game, they received some really good news. And the news was that Horns 24-7 is reporting that Rodney Terry will be offered the full-time head coaching job for the University of Texas. And I started to say really towards the end of the regular season that I thought Rodney Terry had did enough to earn this head coaching job. But if you go back to December 12th, I remember doing an episode with Jason Jordan from Sports Illustrated. He was with Sports Illustrated at the time. And we talked about what Rodney Terry would have to do to keep this head coaching job. And we said at that time, Elite Eight Final Four, not thinking that Rodney Terry would really get to the Elite Eight, but we just felt like that would be the expectations for him for this Texas program, right? Especially with a really talented basketball team that at that point had already beaten Gonzaga and Creighton. He had to pick that team up, pick up the pieces and lead them to the same expectations that people had under Chris Beard, right? And as I said, 
when Ronnie Terry was given lemons this year, he made Chick-fil-A lemonade. None of us could have expected that we would be rooting for Texas to get to the final four last night based on what December 12th, based on what happened on December 12th. And the biggest credit in the world goes to Ronnie Terry. And I know we want to say, well, give the players credit, give the rest of the coaching staff credit. Of course, that's obvious, right? But coaches are the superstars in college athletics, especially in college basketball. And we never hesitate to give the big coaches credit, like Nate Oates, uh, Eric Musselman, John Calipari, uh, Jay Wright. You know, the names go on and on. I can't name an assistant on their staff, right? And so Rodney Terry has been the head coach of this Texas men's basketball program for the last three months. And so he's going to get the bulk of the credit, just like Chris Beard did, like any other head coach does, right? And I think that CDC and Texas, they made the right decision, but I applaud them for making it so timely and making the decision right after the game. Because one, it was the right decision to make, but two, there's no room for uncertainty. There's going to be some really emotional Texas basketball players, and some of them still have some eligibility left. They needed to know right away who their head coach was going to be next year. So now they can make the decision on whether they want to return. Ron Holland and A.J. Johnson have still been committed to this Texas basketball team since December 12th, but they had to make sure that Ronnie Terry would be the head coach before they decide if they want to stay committed or not, which I assume that they will. You're going to look into the transfer portal for some pieces to try to fortify this roster. But how can you recruit in the transfer portal without having a full-time head coach? So Ronnie Terry earned the job, but I applaud them for doing it in a timely fashion. One, because there was no need to drag this out or have any speculation about who they would interview or when they would offer it to Ronnie Terry. And two, it gives you an advantage because now everybody knows that Ronnie Terry will be the head coach of this Texas men's basketball program. And Ronnie Terry became a superstar, just like Marquise Noel in terms of players. Ronnie Terry became a superstar during this tournament. I think that will bode really well for him in terms of recruitment. But from a pure basketball standpoint on the floor, we saw improvement on the offensive and defensive end under Ronnie Terry. We saw the emergence of Dylan DeSue and an efficient offense. Although it bogged down last night when it matters most against Miami, this offense was really efficient towards the end of Big 12 conference play and in the Big 12 conference tournament and in the NCAA tournament and in the first half against Miami, really. And when you looked at the defense, I know that the defense as a whole wasn't as consistent as intense as it was under Chris Beard. But when you looked at the defense improvement they showed in the Big 12 Conference Tournament and up until the Xavier game where they were averaging, allowing less than 60 points a game, I think, or right at 60, you know, before they gave up 88 to Miami. That was some of the best Texas basketball defense we've played whether Chris Beard was here or not the last two years. So there was really some definite improvement under Ronnie Terry. And the reason we felt like this was a legitimate final four team was because the adjustments that Ronnie Terry made throughout the season and the way that he had the Texas basketball team playing. And you saw the emotion that the Texas basketball team had for Ronnie Terry all season. They cried for him. They played for him. They went to war for him. And when they didn't get the job done yesterday, they were sadder for Ronnie Terry than they were for themselves. You know, they just felt like a team that was playing really hard, for Ronnie Terry, they felt like he deserved the head coaching job the whole time, and they wanted to get as far as they could to solidify his chances of becoming the full-time head coach of this Texas men's basketball program. But Ronnie Terry is just class personified. As I said on this podcast, he's somebody that exudes character, he exudes leadership, and he's somebody that you want to go to war with. You know, I was watching all of those, you know, press conferences and Texas men's basketball Twitter video clips, and I just wanted to run through a wall for Ronnie Terry, and I think that he's going to do such a good job moving forward as the head coach of this Texas men's basketball program. And 
we talk all the time about players developing, but coaches can develop. You know, I've heard so much about, oh, well, he didn't do this at Fresno State or he didn't do this at UTEP, right? He's only a, I can't remember, it's 51% or 53%, but his his winning percentage is not higher than 53% as a head coach at 10 years away from Texas, right? But when I look at Ronnie Terry and the love he has for the University of Texas, the love he has for his players, he spent over a decade at the University of Texas as an assistant coach sitting behind two of the best coaches in college basketball, learning, soaking up, developing under Rick Barnes and Chris Beard. And when he got his opportunity, he showed us that he's capable of getting close to winning a Big 12 championship in the regular season, winning a Big 12 conference championship, tournament championship in the postseason, and getting this team eight minutes away from a Final Four. He showed he's capable of that. And so I'm not worried about what happened at UTEP and I'm not worried about what happened at Fresno State because Ronnie Terry has shown me with the resources that Texas has, with the talent that Texas has, he can take this team far. And I'm excited to see what he does next season. And when you talk about roster makeup really quickly, you know you're losing Marcus Carr. You know you're losing Timmy Allen. You know you're losing Serge Abari Rice. I think there's a good chance that Arterio Morris comes back. I think there's a good chance that Dylan Mitchell comes back. Brock Cunningham's already coming back. I think there's a good chance that Tyrese Hunter comes back, right? If you can get Dylan DeSue to come back along with Ron Holland and A.J. Johnson, two five-stars, I am really bullish on this Texas basketball team, depending on what they do in the transfer portal. If you lose Dylan DeSue, I think it's going to be tougher to rebound next year. You're still going to have a really good basketball team, but I don't know if you can have, you know, elite eight Final Four type expectations. But if Dylan DeSue comes back to this basketball team next year, he still has one year of eligibility and Ronnie Terry plays through him for an entire year. Like we saw at the end of the season where he was playing like a first team, all big 12 performer. Then, yeah, I'm really bullish on this Texas team moving forward. But period, whether Dylan DeSue comes back or not, I'm bullish on this Texas team moving forward because I now know for sure they'll be led by Ronnie Terry. And I think Ronnie Terry proved over the last three months he has the potential to be one of the best coaches in college basketball. A quick word from Built Bar, and then we're going to talk about the Texas baseball team to close out. Got to give love to the team that's won 14 straight games and just sent the Red Raiders, <laughs> Texas Tech Red Raiders, home crying after a sweep. Love to see it, especially after what happened yesterday to my beloved Texas basketball team, man. The Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to make it count. So go to BuiltSmartMadness.com to vote for your favorites. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked-on listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one locked-on fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built. Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing, you won't think that they're good for you. And what makes Built bars and puffs so good? Well, for starters, they are all high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. So really quickly, I just want to talk about this Texas baseball team. I have to talk about this Texas baseball team. We talked about after 11 games this year, they were four and seven. After 11 games last year, they were 11 and 0. So, you know, it was a very big drop off. And they lost to some really good SEC teams earlier in the season. But we couldn't help but think, wow, this Texas baseball team will not be able to match what they did last year. And that's understandable when you lose, you know, great players like Ivan Melendez, you know, who wins player of the year. You don't expect to come back and have the same season. But, you know, they brought in some really good players through the transfer portal. And, you know, with baseball, it just took them time to gel and get hot. And they made some early, you know, defensive errors that were uncharacteristic of this team. And the bats weren't 
you know, really flowing as well as they have over this last 14 game win streak. But, you know, kind of spoiler alert, since they started off four and seven, they have 14 straight games at home. I remember saying that they were playing a lower level of competition before they got to Texas Tech to end the homestand. So I, I thought I think I can't remember what I predicted at the beginning. I think maybe 11 and three. But you started playing some, you know, lower level competition after the loss to Cal State Fullerton. You played Sam Houston, Mercer, three games against Manhattan, two games against North Dakota State, three games against New Orleans. You played Incarnate Word and then you played three games against Texas Tech. So looking at that schedule, I expected them to go 11 and three. I did not expect them to go 14 and 0. I did not expect them to sweep. Texas Tech, who was the number 14 team in the country coming into the weekend. And like I said, this team has just been hitting on all cylinders. I didn't think the pitching was great. They gave up eight runs yesterday and five runs on Saturday, but they found a way to win walking off in both of those games. But the hitting and the fielding has improved drastically than it then it has proved it drastically from where it was in the beginning of the season, I should say. And that's why this team that was four and seven is now 18 and seven and looking like one of the hottest teams in the country and definitely looking like a top 25 team in the country, which I don't think they were ranked in the top 25 to start off the season. I actually think they were ranked at number 50, but I don't think there's 49 teams better in the country in college baseball than them right now. So shout out to this Texas baseball team. You have to play who's in front of you. They did that. They won 14 straight games, including a sweep of a really good Texas tech baseball team. And now, on Tuesday night, they have even a bigger game. If you think Texas Tech is a rival, look out because we play Texas A&M in College Station on Tuesday night. That's going to be a huge game for bragging rights. And, you know, Texas A&M fans are ready to talk. You know, Texas Tech fan, I mean, you know, Texas fans are ready to talk. But if we make it 15 straight wins, including four straight against Texas Tech and Texas A&M, you won't be able to tell me or any Texas baseball fan nothing. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sad for this Texas basketball team, happy for Rodney Terry, and excited for the Texas baseball team. Hook them. Peace.